face of this planet. And they need you just as much as they need uh, them. And in a sense, in a sense, you become very, very important to them for them to complete what they're doing. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, they cannot do what they're supposed to do. They can't get there. And there's a, there's a responsibility over in Acts when it says uh, that you, he'll give us, take your Bibles, go to Acts real quick, just real quick. Acts chapter 1. You can turn that down just a hair. I hate to hear myself. Acts chapter 1. Jesus, uh, <coughs> Jesus is talking, and he says, I'll give you power. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 1. I missed it somewhere. Verse 8, thank you. I, I, I got the wrong Bible, man. I need to get me another. Oh, I got an RSV. Sorry, no, I'm just joking. No, I got a uh, King James, but I got, I got like 37 different Bibles, and I mark them all different, which I don't understand why. You would think that you would have one Bible, and you use them all, but they're all the same. Verse 8, but ye shall receive power. That's where it comes from, after that, ye, that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So you got to be saved. Number one, if you're not saved, you're wasting your time. You need to get saved. If you're in here saved night, that's good. Uh, come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem. That's here. That's, right. that's us. Uh, brethren, you have a responsibility. A church is probably one of the most fantastic things on the face of this planet. And most people never get it. You think that I'm the guy who, or most people sit out there, well, Mike's the one up here doing this, or whoever. No, 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 no. You're the church. We, we are the church. It isn't, you know, I don't bring people in here to take advantage of you guys. I'm so sick of going to places where these people, I was Catholic. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I can't stand Catholicism. You know why? Because you got the priest and you got you guys. <laughs> and you got the priest and you got, you know what the Baptists have done a lot of times? They pick that up. So we've got the priest up here and you guys. And you guys got to support these guys. Now, I'll tell you what. Here, I'm going to let you get, let you on a little secret. You guys do support these guys. But it's not to that level. To me, you're more important than anything on the face of this planet. Now, with that said, we now have a responsibility once that happens to make sure that we do what the Lord says. You know what, young people, you got to get... The world is always... And I'm going to get into that right now. The world is vying for your attention. The world is vying for your time. The world is vying for you, you, the world, the world, the flesh, and the devil. You hear that all the time, but that's what they're doing. The Lord is sitting back. I like the Lord, man. He's not in competition with nobody. He don't have to be. He, I like he says, come after me. He goes, oh, let me go home. Bury my father, he's dead. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Come follow me. Now, see, that sounds hard. I think that sounds cool. I like somebody who has that kind of power and that much assurance about what he's doing. If you think a dead body is worth more than following me, then go follow your dead body, leave me alone, see you later. And he never waited for him to catch up. Never. You know what our problem is? Is we, we get emotionally attached to the wrong things. That's why you should read your Bible. I was talking to George today, and George, hi, George. I see you. I know you're there somewhere. Uh, but George was sitting there and said he's taking medicine or taking some pills to help him uh, with his memory. I said, you are? He goes, yes. I said, what are they? He goes, I forgot. <laughs> I said, okay. He's sitting there thinking, trying to, what were they? What were they? Linda's busting out laughing because she caught it. Uh, and uh, I mean, she just laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs. 
And I said, I said, George, I said, you know what I did? I said, uh, start in January, I'm going to start reading my Bible four times a year. He goes, why? I said, well, because just what you said. I said, I'm, I'm forgetting about half of everything I know. So if I double up on everything I do, I'll be right where I'm supposed to be. You know, brother, what you got to do is this book is more important to you. It needs to be more important than everything. It needs to be more important than your breakfast. If this book is not that important to you, when you're backslid, this book should be the most important thing to you. You know why? Because this is the words of life. This is where the thing's sitting. And, and he sits there and he says, without that, without that, you can't fulfill the rest of that. And you're going to miss all kinds of stuff. Uh, when he sits there in verse 8, he says, but uh, he says, you shall be witnesses to me to Jerusalem. That's right here, Judea. And you've heard this a thousand times before uh, to Samaria and to the uttermost parts. And what most people want you to do is go to the uttermost parts first. Uh, excuse me, forget the uttermost parts of the earth. If you guys don't do what you are supposed to do, the uttermost parts of the earth will never get what they're supposed to get from us. You know what my job is to do? Is to get you to where you have a relationship with Jesus Christ where you know what you're supposed to do and you do it. And if you do it, you'll, you won't. Man, I'll tell you what, after 43 years of this stuff, I can't, I'll tell you what, giving is, that's chump change, man. Giving money is chump change. That's, I don't care how much you give. That's chump change. Compared to what all the other stuff he does around you that you get to watch. You get to watch the hand of God move. Like uh, Brother Tom was talking about trying to get cheered up. Get, I hope I do encourage you a little bit there, brother. I mean, I don't want to. But I mean, sometimes you ever wake up and you just feel terrible? And if you don't wake up feeling terrible, somebody will make you terrible before you get out of the house. And if you get out of the house on the way to work, you'll feel terrible. And then once you get there, you'll feel terrible. And you got to, I like David, he said, I think myself happy. Paul said that, I think myself happy. You got to make yourself happy sometimes, man. You got to find something to make yourself happy about. So the, the whole thing here is you got to do. So go back to Jeremiah. I'm going to finish up what? I'm going to try to finish up Jeremiah 23. I doubt it, but I'll try. I was thinking about that thing some more, and it just, it just wouldn't leave me alone, and I, I didn't get to finish it all up last week. So hopefully this week I'll look at it again. Jeremiah. Jeremiah is a, a weeping prophet. Great guy. Uh, can't wait to get to heaven to meet him. Uh, he, has, he has a totally different way of doing See, look at this. See, this Bible is different than my Bible. How could this be different? I have no idea, but it is. I'm in Jeremiah. I'm in Jeremiah. I'm in Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. I tell you what, it's... Yeah, it is. It's the same, but it just looks different. It does. It's, you know, it's, there ought to be a law against having multiple Bibles. In America. Y'all don't only have one. I got like 37. I got a bunch of brand new ones in too. If you need one, come let me. They're all old Schofield. I got a little bit of big ones. Any kind you want, man. I got a whole bunch of them in. Uh, it says, buy the word and sell it not. I'll give it to you. I won't even charge you for it. Uh, they're like 40, 50 bucks. Beth will kill me for doing it. But hey, uh, you look shaking her head right now. I think the word of God is, is that important. Jeremiah. Jeremiah 23, 23 says, am I a God at hand? And I read this last week. Uh, Saith the Lord and not a God afar off. Can can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill the heaven and the earth, saith the Lord. Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Lord, do pray that you'd bless this message. And uh, Lord, just uh, encourage our hearts, Lord. And, and uh, Father, just uh, thank you for the missionaries that we have out there. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for just the ability to help support them and take care of them, Lord. But uh, uh, Lord, help us here tonight, Lord. If, if this little group of people right here, uh, if we can't get a hold of what you have for us, uh, Lord, then there's no way we can help and be a, a part of your ministry. Uh, Lord, each and every person uh, that's in the body of Christ has to know where their position is in, in this body. And Lord, what you'd have them to do at this particular moment in time 
And Lord, do that. And then if we'd all do that, Lord, uh, what a great place this planet would be. Uh, Father, uh, we'd be shouting and screaming like David did all the time. And Lord, I just want to thank you for the Bible, the Word of God. Thank you for all the other stuff. Bless the meeting. Bless the service. Bless the, the preaching, Lord. And we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all do pray for Brother Reagan and his daughter. And uh, she's, she's doing okay. It's, she's going to get better probably. Uh, everything looks good if they get the medicine right. It sounds like they got it right. So uh, they're working on that. He's got a meeting up there with Dr. Peacock right now. So uh, y'all pray for that. I think Brother Joe is going to try to go up tomorrow. I was thinking about trying to go with him, so I'm still praying about that one too, see if I can get work some things out. But I, I'm telling you, brother, and you, you know what you need to do is wrap yourself and gross yourself in the Word of God. Uh, I read this last week, and I'll do it again. Jesus Christ said, John 17, 24, this world is vying for everything. I said that a few minutes ago. It's vying for you. It's trying to get you. And if it ever gets you, pretty soon your mind is going all over the place like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. And God goes off to the wayside and you should never do that. Watch this. Uh, John 17, 24, he says, Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. He's already there. He's walking the planet right now. He's praying. But he says, I am there, I'm here, I'm everywhere. Have you ever got a hold of that thing? The Lord Jesus Christ never left the throne room. His body did. I don't understand. I am. He's all places at one time. He's omniscient. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's, all, he's everywhere at one time, omnipresent. Jesus Christ says, be where I am. He's already there. Number two, Ephesians 1.3, I read this. He says, blessed be the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he had chosen us, in him before the foundation of the world. He's opened the door for us to walk through. And once you find that door and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, before the foundation of the world, you're with him. He's opened the door. So not only is he already there, he makes a door so you can get there. Then he finishes this thing off in 1 Peter 1.8. And he says, uh, he goes, but with the, he goes, for as much as, 118, for as much as you know, uh, you know, uh, for as much as you know that you were redeemed, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, chomp change from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of the lamb, the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish, blemish, without a spot, who was ver who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. So before the foundation of the world, he, he was already there and he's here. Uh, he had opened a door for us, and then he provided the missing agreement, which was his blood, for you to get there. Now, if that doesn't excite you, you got a problem. The problem is, is you're starting to look at, you look at the things of this world, and, and there's no comparison to what he just did. Nothing on this planet compares to that. Zero, nothing. And what we've done in this world is we let the world. So now we got this election coming up. I heard him on the radio today, because every now and then, I, I shouldn't listen to the thing. It's just stupid. Uh, but if I'm traveling for a few minutes, I'll turn it on. Uh, there's some group out there that is trying to tell Christians who to vote for. And they'll say, you need to vote for these people, these people, these people, because these people don't believe that you should abort the baby right at the last second. They just believe that you should do it like at 12 weeks. You know, uh, they're not quite as bad as these people. They're all messed up. Now, I'm not telling you not to vote. I'm just telling you, if that's what you're looking for, for your salvation, you've got a problem. You need to realize, well, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Well, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You ever had a problem trying to please God? Brother Tom mentioned some things. It's not always going to be a happy, joyous, everyday, I'm going down the road. The Lord says, hey, you need to stir that thing up inside sometime. Do you know what you're stirring up when you do? 
Back to Jeremiah. <laughs> I don't want to digress, but I, I digress very easily. It's, it's simple to digress. Go to Isaiah, Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, real quick, just real quick. I just want to look at one, one or two, ten things there, 15, 20 of them, whatever. Isaiah, the other way, the other Isaiah. Isaiah 43. You ever got your song book and just read some of your song books? Oh, now here's coming. The call. You know what Jeremiah is? Jeremiah 23, 23, it says, I, I am God, am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and the earth, saith the Lord? You got to know that you're, you're, he's sitting here and he's talking about the chaff and the wheat. He says, what is the chaff to the wheat? The title of this message was above my pay grade. Sometimes we try to elevate ourselves above where we should be. I was talking to a brother here just, just before the service tonight, and we were talking, and he's at another meeting out in Texas someplace, and, and as he was talking to this, about this meeting, he asked me what I thought about it, and I told him, I said, well, I said, brother, I really don't know if I want to say anything or if I have. And he goes, no, no, brother, he says, you need to tell me. So I told him what I thought. And he goes, you know, that's exactly what I thought. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I said, this thing is, is if you elevate yourself, everybody wants everybody to be something right now. You know, if you become something right now and you're not ready to be that something, you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up bad. Absalom was against David. Absalom hated his father. Absalom wanted to kill his dad. His dad loved Absalom. Don't ever figure that one out. Uh, but he said, Joab, please don't kill my boy. <laughs> Joab, what's Joab do? Like what Joab always does. He kills him. Uh, he, he probably does it a different way than David thought. Maybe he thought that's how he could get by with it. But here's this young man. He wants to run. Joab says, you ain't got, you ain't got nothing to say, so shut up. Uh, and he goes, you, go and tell David this, 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 and this. And the guy's seen what was going on, already been there, done that, and he takes off running. And as he's running, he's running through life, and he's running, and he's got to get back to where David is. Who knows how far the, the battle is from where David's at. It could be a mile or two, three or four miles, ten miles, who knows what. He's running. And this other guy keeps saying, oh, but I want to run, I want to run. You know, that's us. Zeal is probably one of the worst things you'll ever have. Because sometimes your zeal, and, and, but it's the greatest thing you'll ever have too. I hate people without zeal. But if you got the wrong kind of zeal, it's too quick. You won't listen. You need to wait. Wait on the Lord. It's, he says, wait. I say, wait on the Lord. This guy takes off. He begs and begs and begs. And finally, Joab gets upset with him. He, Joab probably figures out the kid ain't going to catch up with the other runners. He's done been gone for half an hour. And the kid takes off, but he had nothing to say. And Joab told him, you don't have anything to say. I want to run. I want to run. So he takes off running. Man, it's a great thing that the kid wanted to run. He actually outran the other guy. And he got today. The, the guy at the, the, the back of the castle said, yeah, I see the runner out here. He looks like this guy. He's a good guy. He goes, but this other guy's coming up. He's passing him. He looks like the other guy. And he gets there first. David said, what, what do you got? Oh, uh, he, uh, he got there with nothing to say. You know what the king said? Sit over here on the side. He didn't slam him or anything. He just, you could just see it in the way it's worded. It's like, you moron. You arrogant little moron pig. Pig dog, stay over here. And then, but David didn't do that. He's gracious. And, and the other guy comes up and he goes, what? And the other guy graciously told David his son was dead in a way that David knew exactly what he was talking about. He had something to say. You know, you need to wait sometimes to make sure you have something to say. You need to make sure that you're ready to do what God wants you to do or you'll fail. 
And when you fail, then it could mess up your life and other people around you, but it may knock you out and you may never get back in. You know what I've done my whole life? I've waited and just waited and waited and waited and waited, and I'm still waiting. And one of these days, I think the Lord's going to tell me what to do. But along the way, he said, do this and do that and do this. And one of these days, the big one's going to come and he's going to tell me what to do. And I'm going to be, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just wait till he tells me. And, he, and if he tells me to do this, I'm going to do that. And if he tells you, you said, but he's been telling you. I'm like, yeah, but those are all little things. I want this big one out there somewhere. And I'm just going to wait. You know what the big one's going to be? It's going to be a rapture one day. He's going to take me out of here, and I'm going to see him face to face, and I'm going to shout and scream, and I'm going to be going, Woohoo! Yeah, I'm out of here, and I ain't coming back. And there will never be anything. You know what? There won't be anything here that I'll take with me. Nor will it be anything. Isaiah, Isaiah. You said, well, you digress. I did not digress. Isaiah 43. He says, but now, Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. But now, thus saith the Lord. I like it when the Lord just says stuff. He says, that created thee. What does this world have that even compares to that? That statement that he just said right there, what does this world have? How in the world, let me stop and think about it for a second. Just think about what you're thinking about right now. How could you ever let this world get above that statement? That's in your Bible, by the way. That's, that's the word of God. Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he formed thee, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed thee, I have I have called thee by name that are mine. You're his. He is mine. I am his. Take your little song book. Go to, go to uh, 268, I believe. 268. We ain't going to sing it. You ain't going to sing it anyways. I probably will. I can't, I can't hardly talk through a song and not singing. You ever wonder where some of your songs come from? You ever think about that thing? I do all the time. And yeah, you'll be reading your Bible and boom, there it is. He goes, uh, when thou passest, I'm going to read verse 2, when thou passest through the water, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom. He took somebody else and put him in your place. How firm a foundations, ye saints of the Lord, it's laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said? To you who for refuge to Jesus have fled. Now, there's the qualification. Who are you fleeing to? I know who I'm fleeing to. Fear not, I am with, I'll speed up some. With thee, O be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand upheld by my gracious, omnipotent hand. What a hand that is, man. When through the deep waters I call thee to go. That's Isaiah. Verse number three, when through, or four, when through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all sufficient shall be thy supply. The flames as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
the flame shall not hurt. They'll go to the Fox's Book of Martyrs. So they really burn some of them guys up. The, the flame shall not hurt thee. I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine the soul that on Jesus had leaned for repose. Ah, this is, this is God talking, man. This guy's writing this thing, but this is the Lord. I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. Now, you want to know why I love that song book? Songs like that. You know what that does? It matches my book. You know what Jeremiah had? He had a book. You know what's wrong with everybody that day of Jeremiah? They didn't have the book. The call. You got to know that God's telling you what to do. You know, there's a lot of people around you that have no idea what's going on. It starts with our government. It gets into our churches. There's people in our churches that haven't got a clue what's going on. There's pastors that call themselves pastors in a church, and they say, but the Lord said, they have no idea what the Lord says, but they're saying it. You know what Jeremiah says? The Lord says, he wants the chaff to the wheat. Let them say whatever they want. Who cares what they say? This whole government out there, oh, my 401k. Well, if you're dependent on your 401k, you're in trouble. Uh, it may be okay today. It may be okay tomorrow, but I doubt it's going to be okay very long. Uh, and it may be okay. I never thought I was going to get Social Security, and I'm already drawing Social Security for a couple of years. So, I mean, you never know. Some people got it their whole life. They lived and died, and, and they claimed every bit of the Social Security they could. But I'm telling you, man, if, I don't depend on that. The bottom could fall out tomorrow. And if it does, who cares, man? I got somebody that's greater than all that. The call, are you called? You don't necessarily be called to preach. But you need to be faithful with what God, God gives you a faithfulness to, to preach his word, man, to preach his word. Back to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 23. Man, I tell you what, this is a great book. Yeah. Jeremiah 23, he, am I, he says, am I, I am, and not the others. I like that. The contrast, the, the call, my direction is he directed me to do something. You know what, what keeps you going? Is it money? Money ain't going to keep you going. A family, a family won't keep you going. A new car, a new house, all that, that won't keep you going. You know what needs to keep you going? Jesus Christ. You know what kept Jeremiah going? When he got to bellyache and he bellyached to the Lord. And you know what the Lord did? The Lord talked back to him. And he goes, I ain't ever going to say nothing about you ever again. And then the Lord just puts a burning in his heart so bad he can't shut up and he just starts talking some more. Uh, you know what that is? That's God. But God run Jeremiah through some stuff to make Jeremiah better. You know why he's called the weeping prophet? Because God wanted a weeping prophet. And he said, the only way, boy, I tell you what, you get to heaven right now, Jeremiah's up here. Him and Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the 12 patriarchs, probably, they're all there. I mean, David is there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's there. Still ain't smelling like no smoke. Daniel's there. They're all having a good time, man. The thief on the cross is there. The thief on the cross, you look at him, man. All he could say, possibly, the only thing he could say was, I just believed on Jesus at the last minute. 
Woohoo! You, you can hear the ring through the eternity out there, man, through the throne room. Here's a guy got in at the last minute, man. The devil lost again right there at the last minute. I mean, he's on a cross. He's getting ready to die. He's getting ready to bite the bullet. And he's sitting there and he can't look at Jesus and say, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's not you. You know, but I'm telling you, if you look at this world like the world wants you to look at it, I think you ought to have a career. I do. I have one. I could go back to work tomorrow and make some money if I want to make some money. I do it all the time. Mike calls me. I say, hey, can you fix this? I tell everybody you can fix stuff, so you have to fix it. So if I don't fix it, I make Mike look bad. And then he'll, he'll never say that. So I have to go do it. And sometimes, and he'll always call when there's like two foot of snow on the ground. And I got to work outside laying, here, I'll put a blanket down for you. How about that? I think you're right. <laughs> but I got a career. I think you ought to have one too. A career, when I say a career, you ought to have a job. You ought to be able to feed, put some food on the table when you have to. Not just for yourself or for somebody else. But David, David, I mean, Jeremiah is called. He's called here. Uh, if go to Jeremiah 22, uh, 23, 23, Jeremiah is sitting here. And let me get there, man. I'm up in 39. I've been reading my Bible. I've been, I've been practicing that four times a year thing. I tell you what, I can, if I read my Bible four times a year, I, if I spend an hour and a half to two hours in the morning, uh, that's all I have to read to read it four times a year. An hour and a half to two hours. And I'm a slow reader. That'll make you feel bad. It made me feel bad. I'm just like, Lord, you only said two. I said, I'm going to do this. Yeah, he goes, well, he said, if you only do two, you're just an unprofitable servant. He said, what are you going to do for me today above the two? I said, I need to read it four. I ain't going to do like Sam Gibb. Sam Gibb does ten. I don't think I'll get to ten before I die. But somebody, I heard somebody the other day said, uh, have you read your Bible as, at, all the way through as many years as you are saved? And I thought, oh, man. I said, I'm 43. I said, I don't know if I actually read it 43 times all the way through. If I added them all up. I said, Lord, I said, I got some catching up to do, man. If I read it 10 in the next four years, I could catch up. You know, you ever start thinking about that stuff? Oh, I better keep going. The contrast. What's the difference? What's the difference between God and their God? God isn't asking you, the Lord is not asking you to prove anything to anybody. You know what he wants you to do is you get your life where it belongs. That'll prove it. I've watched it. I've watched it for 43 years. You know what I did on a ship? I, I, if y'all didn't know it's in the Navy. I, I fixed everything that's broke. You say, why did you fix everything that's broke? Because I just thought that's what you ought to do. Not be a lazy bum. You ought to find, if they paid me and fed me and put clothes on my back and gave me a job to do, then I ought to do like maybe what they expect me to do. And so I did it. And I found out all the way through, people say, well, how? You, I've had people say, well, you could not have done all the stuff that you did. Well, get to heaven and ask the Lord. He'll show you my evals. My, evals, my, my records was about that thick, man. It was all evals. You say, why? I just did my job. I mean, I was, it was like a kid in a candy store. You know, when we get to the Bible, it ought to be the same thing. When we look at this book, this is our candy store right here in this page. It's not this world. This world has not. It's going to go away. One of these days, I'm going to take my last breath. This world goes away. Now, I think you ought to do the best you can while you're here, but don't let this thing eat your life up. If it does, it'll kill you. Jesus Christ said, I am God. He said, I am. I am. He knows right where he's at. And then the comparison, 23 to 28. That's where I want to be. Jeremiah 23 to 28. 
Uh, I'm still in the wrong chapter here for some reason. It's talking too much is what the problem is. 23, 28. 23, 28. The prophets, the prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. You ever seen, it's like that runner. You ever seen people who, who just look like they were better than you? And you feel like, you know what, the runner that came in second with David, he had something to say. I wonder how that guy felt when the other kid just zipped down. He looked like the tortoise and the hare. Y'all remember the story about the tortoise and hare? Here's this guy running. He's like me probably. But he's just faithful. He's just running. And all of a sudden, and he says, well, what happened to a lot of us is we'll get discouraged right there. Well, I'll never be able to do what they do. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, you don't know the end yet. He got to see the end because he was faithful. And he got to the place, and David said, what do you got to say? And he told David, and David broke his heart, and David went off crying, and the guy did his job. Just because somebody looks like they're better than you don't necessarily mean they are. Just because you see something in your eyes doesn't, you know what, the Lord, that why, that's why you want to do exactly what the Lord tells you. He said, what is the wheat to the chaff? Wheat, I got to say, wheat is heavier than chaff, by the way. And if you've ever seen them, I said this last week, they throw it, they, they throw it up in the air. Uh, go read Ruth, man. That's what they're doing down on the, the, the threshing floor. They're threshing it. They throw it up in the wind. They want a nice kind of a windy day, not a real windy day, but they want a windy day to blow the chaff off and the wheat will hit, hit back to the ground. Wheat is heavier than chaff. It takes a lot more effort to move wheat than it does chaff. And if you ever get to become wheat, it's going to take a little bit more to get you to stop than if you were just chaff. If you're, if you're always blown to and fro all over the place, you ought to, yeah, maybe I'm just a chaff. And I need to change into some wheat. I want to be some wheat. That's why I want to be some wheat, man. I want to be something. Wheat can, you can take a kernel of wheat and plant it and get a whole bunch more wheat. You can probably get 10,000 times the amount of wheat off of one wheat stalk than you do if, if you replant it instead of eating it. Well, what we want to do is eat it. I like that story about the, the hen, little red hen. That's one of my favorite stories in the whole wide world. Here's this little red hen. She wants, she wants to make some bread. But nobody wants to help her. You know what the Lord does? He wants to make some bread today, and nobody wants to help him. But at the end, they all want to eat the bread. But nobody wants to eat, do all the work along the way. I'm like, man, you know what the fun is I found out in life? Most fun is in the way. That's where the fun's at. All my fun is up to this point. I'm still having fun. My fun is going to go out in the future. The things I talk about in the past are there in the past, but I still got things happening right now and things in the future that I still got going on. It's fun. Life should be fun. Every moment should be fun. Weed is heavier than chaff. Weed has a value. Chaff doesn't. And wheat can sustain and chaff can't. The Lord says, what is the wheat to the chaff? Let it alone. The weather I put up, everything will show these people in time, they'll go. You know what, you, know what, uh, you watch uh, the politics, and you use politics as a good one here, uh, and you see everything goes on. The, the other side is no better than the other side. They just look better. Uh, I'm telling you, I learned that thing when Esther was a baby, and they were, where are they going to get a little liver to fit in Esther? This is common sense. This is just thinking. Esther is going to go over the edge, and she's going to need a liver transplant 22 years ago. Man. And she never got one. 
But where is that little liver going to come from at the exact moment that will be a match to her when she needs a liver? Aborted babies. And if they can keep that baby in that mother's womb up to the moment that that baby dies, why do you think they're fighting over that so much? You say, oh, no, uh, they're keeping that baby alive so they can get body parts off that thing. There's no way in God's earth that you're going to match a liver to Esther when she's a little bitty baby that moment that she needs one unless you've got a, a source of those things all over the planet. You say, oh, no, you're just, I'm not making that up. That's what they told me, a whole room full of doctors. Where are they going to get it? And you're going to sit here and vote for this guy because he's okay at 10 weeks and this one but goes all the way to the end? They're both messed up. My question to you is how can you choose anything? I can't. You say, oh, you're getting into politics. You, you shouldn't be. I ain't had nothing to do with politics. I'm sticking with my Lord, man. Psalm 102. Now, here's a, here's a cheer up part. I know there's a cheer up part here somewhere. I'm going to try to cheer you up. I'll be nice now. Maybe. Psalm. Psalm 102. What is the, you know what, 43 years, I've watched a lot of stuff happen in 43 years. And I don't really, I, I, what I've learned in 43 years, if Dr. Roman says some, some things I've learned. If I've learned some things, uh, I listened to some old men who told me some things back, way back when I was a young kid in the Navy. And they mentioned some things that carried on through my whole life. And I had a guy one time, walk me, a senior chief in boot camp, walked me to the back of the a boot camp. And there was a hole in the fence. And Great Lakes, Illinois has a great big old boot camp up there, and there's probably holes all over the place. <laughs> Senior just did it for, I don't know why he did it, man. He just did it. He's walking back and said, oh, here's a hole, man, right here, right there, a hole, big enough for you to go through like that. He says, if you want to get out of here right there. I don't know why he did that to me. I have no idea. I was like, yes, 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 yes. you want me to go through the hole? I'll go through the hole, sir. I'm not a sir. I'm enlisted. How do you, sir? Sir, whatever you say, sir, I'll do it. You want me to go through the hole? No, I don't want you to go through the hole, you idiot. I just want to show you the holes there. If you want to go through it, you can go through the hole. But I'm telling you, if you go through that hole, they're going to come and find you. And they're going to bring you back. And they're going to make your life miserable. You know, the simplest way to get through all this stuff is just to do your six years and be done with it and go home. <laughs> I said, hmm, that makes sense. Yes, sir, that's what I'll do. That was brilliant. So then I get on a ship. They say, uh, sailors belong on ships and ships belong at sea. And your wife didn't come in your sea bag. Arr! I was single at the time. Then I met Beth. And I left her on a pier crying. Bawling around outside. Now, it was raining really bad, so a lot of that could have been just water coming down off the rain. But I'm, I just, in my heart, I want to say, she's crying because I'm leaving. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. She was crying. And I'm like, I got to go up on the ship. Why? Because there was a senior back there who told me, if I don't go up on this ship, they're going to come and get me, and they're going to take stripes away, and they're going to make it really bad on me, and then you're going to be bad, and everything's going to be bad. It'd be easier just to go up there and do the six months and be happy about it. <laughs> and I was. Because I knew in three months I was going to bring her over. But he says right here in 102, Psalm 102, 18. They're talking here. And as he, this little section, I'm going to kind of jump to a couple of verses here. It says, this shall be written for the generation to come. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Now jump down to verse 25. Of old. Now, if you want to put things in perspective you got to keep things in perspective. If you don't watch out, this world will try to tilt that thing to their side. And you got to constantly, like Brother Tom said just before the service, you have to kind of constantly work to tilt that thing the other way. Of old, thou hast laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. In the beginning, God. 
poof, out there. And just, I mean, just poof, there it is, man. And, and it goes. And they say, oh, the big bang. You're insane, man. Poof. Wait a second. It came from nothing. You expect me to really believe that? It came from nothing and blew up to 100 billion light years. And galaxies and millions and trillions of galaxies from nothing. It's easier for me to believe God went poof. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, really, man. I mean, that's the way they make aircraft carriers and everything else. They, you know, some company out there says, I'm going to make an aircraft carrier. And 10 years later, there's a carrier. It didn't come from nothing. They had to go steal the stuff from somebody to make that carrier. They, I've never heard of anybody going poof, and there it is, man, other than God. I like that, man. It's just God. Uh, he goes, of old, thou hast laid the foundations of the earth. The heavens are the work of thy hands, they, but they shall perish. Go over and read Revelation 21. It burns all up. Everything you're doing right now is going to burn up. You say, boy, let's put a damper on the meeting. No, it ain't. I get excited because I'm going to go on the other side of that thing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go right through it. I get to watch it. You know, if the Lord said he went to hell for three days and three nights, he went down the heart of the earth for three days. He didn't say he was in hell. He could have been in hell for just a couple of minutes. Couple seconds. Have you ever seen a piece of aluminum in a fire? You ought to get some aluminum shavings. You want something cool, man? Take some aluminum shavings, throw it in a fire, and it goes blue. That's like the Lord when he dropped. I mean, when he died on that cross that is finished, he went right into a place called hell. It's, just, it's probably like a galaxy lighting up. Everybody over in Abraham's woods goes, Whoa, what's over there, man? What's happening over there? And all of a sudden, he jumps to the other side, and they go, Oh, that's what happened, man. Now we got the thing. He goes right here, he goes, they, they shall perish. Everything's going to go away. The universe, every, the earth, the heaven and earth are going to go away. Going to go away. I mean, just gone. He goes, uh, now the universe may stay intact. Because we haven't, you know why? Because we haven't got out there and touched it. But anything man has touched is going to go away. He says, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture, thou shalt change. He'll do this one day. He'll take it off. He'll fold it up. And he'll fold it up. And he'll fold it up. And he'll take it back to Nothing. And he'll go, poof, and another one will come out. He goes, change them like a garment. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. Neither will we. The children of thy servants shall continue. That's us. And their seed shall be established before thee. Now, this is a millennial passage. I got that. And this is out there a way where I got that. But, but I'm telling you, brother, this, I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to be through it. The rapture is going to happen shortly. Uh, you and I won't go through the tribulation, and we definitely won't. We'll be in the millennium, ruling and reigning. And a lot of the stuff that they, won't happen to us, but I'm telling you, man, we're going to watch it all. And it will have no effect on us ever, ever again. Now, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You know what? I, if we would spend more time praising God for the things he's done in our life, Instead of worrying about what possibly could happen somewhere that you have. I was driving down the road today, and I thought, really, what they do in Washington has like absolutely no effect on me down here? I mean, I, I didn't see any politicians on the side. I didn't see nobody with swastikas or anything on the side of the road. I didn't have to go through any gates. Or, now, they may get to that one day. I mean, all that stuff's possible. But I, didn't have, I mean, all the stuff you hear on that radio is trash. I listen to it anyways. Why? Because it's trash. But you sit there and listen at it, and, and they tell you all the bad stuff's going to happen. When did any of that happen to you? Well, but food prices. Did you have three meals today? Then you still got enough money to eat three meals. 
Oh, bless, <laughs> bless the Lord, oh my soul. I had three meals today. As a matter of fact, I have to cut a couple of them out so I lose some weight. What a thing, man. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. How come you don't bless the Lord? You know what our problem is, is you're not blessing the Lord. You're not even trying to put him in your life. Now, I'm sure all of y'all are. You see the halos out there, man. Everybody's got halos on their head. You're all like, like little saints. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I, I, does everything come out of you to him? Does he see you like you should, he should see you? I'm telling you what, brother, I don't feel like this all the time. I just felt like as I was reading this today, man, I said, I was taking this another way, and then I seen this, I'm like, man, I just read through here today. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. <laughs> Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You know what to get your mind off all this trash out here in this world? Just think about what he's done for you. The little things, man, the little things. Brother Howie, Brother Howie, uh, he was here last year and he put, uh, a couple years ago, and put this uh, fifth wheel trailer hitch in his back of his truck. But he didn't adjust it quite right. So as he's pulling the driveway out here, backing his trailer in, he turns it the wrong way and the trailer smashes out his back window. You say, how's that funny? It is not, but you know what? I had in my wallet, Jerry liked this, I had in my wallet a credit card. I said, here, Howie, go get it fixed, man. Have it fixed. I said, put new wheels on your trailer and do everything, anything else you need to do. He, he, he didn't do that. He didn't do that, brother. It's okay. Jerry's looking out. <laughs> but uh, I, you know what? As we got to go out and help a missionary that walked in the door, had a problem. And he, could he have paid for that? Sure. But boy, what's the Lord done for us right here? Honestly, what has he done for us right here? We got everything in the world. Uh, I, got, I got guys who say we got a, a projector in the fellowship hall that's better than this one right here. And they want to take, I got two projectors at work. I'm happy, man. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I mean, it's bad, man. It's bad when you're arguing over which one you're going to put in the main auditorium. Wait, I got an auditorium. Whoa, what about that? Hey, I got lights that flicker. I, I did figure out a thing what caused our strobe light effect up here, but that's pretty cool, man. If, I'll just say this kind of as a, as a blowout thing. I was sitting here, I was stumped, man. I was stumped. And I'm sitting here going, Lord, I, I have no idea. I mean, it's, it's, there's four lights here and these three are flickering and that one's not, but... All of those lights, all eight of them are on that one switch right there. And if I turn that switch out, it affects all of them. So if it's the switch, I would expect, oh, that's my logical thinking here. If it's a switch, I would expect all eight of them to do that. But it, right there, we connect there and connect over there. So if it's something on this little run right here, I would expect these four to do it. But that one's being stubborn and that one's not flickering. And I don't have a clue. So I walk over here. I'm getting relieved, man. I'm about ready to give up. I'm going to call, call a technician and somebody who actually knows what they're doing. And I do this. And lo and behold, I look at them lights. I said, get out of here. Those three go all the way off. And that one and those four dim like this right here. I'll tell you, it dims like that. And I'm like, well, there's the problem. Somebody, bless your heart, whoever did this, got up there and put the wrong light bulbs in. And so these light bulbs are trying to come on and force themselves on because they're all the way off and they're flickering. You know what you do? You make sure, and just, if you want to help, make sure you put the right light bulb in. <laughs> That's it. You say, well, does it matter? Yeah, it matters because these are LED and they got like a little circuit in them and the circuit's different in all of those light bulbs. And if you put the wrong light bulb, these three, when they went dead, I'm like, well, check that out. I said, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. I'm like, here I am getting ready to quit, and you show me the answer. I said, and it hadn't flickered yet. Now watch it a second, it flickers. <laughs> if it does, man, I'm going to be. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. There's another problem I get to look at. 
who forgiveth all that iniquities. Has he ever forgave you? I mean, really, do you know he's forgiven you? I do, man. I do. I'm one happy camper. I don't care what anybody says about me. They can, and they're probably, most of the time, they're probably right. But I know somebody who loves me and who's forgiven all my iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Now, I got a couple things still wrong. He hadn't touched yet, but he will one day. He's, one of these days, I'm going to get raptured out. He's going to solve all my problems. But I used to have bronchitis. I tell everybody, this. I tell people that you probably heard me say this before, but to me, it's, it's an amazing thing, man. When we started this church, I was looking for every reason not to start this church. If you could have gave me a reason, I would not have done this. But every time I brought it to the Lord, he fulfilled everything I asked. I mean, I asked for five things. He gave me five things. I said, I got him now, man. I got him. You ain't going to get God, by the way. I'm just going to let you know that you can't do it. So I'm sitting there 25 years. I got records. Navy everywhere. 25 years. Straight 25 years. Uh, Beth see me the last couple years when he was married. uh, But uh, probably 10, 12 years, something like that. But around August, September, I would get bronchitis. And it would get so bad that it would go to January. Uh, the doctor here in town, uh, he got to the point when I'd walk in in August or September, he would just write me a script for antibiotics. And say, he wouldn't even be a doctor's call, man. He said, Mike, get out of here. I didn't know what it is. I got a record, 25 years long. I'm like, Lord, I can't preach. Because August, September, October, November, I'll be on vacation because I'll be all sick. And then, you know, I hadn't been sick one time since. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You say, will you do that for everybody? No, but I tell you what, if he wants you to do something and you're trying to get out of it, he's going to fix you up. He'll do it, man. He'll do it. It may be different for you than it was for me, but I know exactly what he'll do. I know exactly what he'll do. You know why he did that? He says, now what are you going to do? You want to play cards? Let's play chess. You want to play chess? I hate chess. I make a move. He makes a move. I make a move. He makes a move. I make a move. You're never going to beat him. He knows all the moves. He knows the moves before the foundation of the world. How are you going to beat him? None of, as a matter of fact, he can, he can solve any problem you got. How are you going to beat him? Jake, how are you going to beat him? You can't, man. So you don't have to worry about what goes on in the military, man. Well, you know what you got to worry about? What goes on in your heart? That's all you got to worry about. Let the rest up. What is the wheat to the chaff? What's the chaff to the wheat? What does it matter? But the devil will get you all. But, oh, man, look, look at them. They got green and red hair and tattoos everywhere. And gauges this big around in their ear all over. I, I just want to go up and grab it and rip it out of their ear, man. It's big enough to, I mean, like, it's like a wedding ring, man. I'm like, what is that thing? I, you know what? I don't understand. I don't understand this stuff. But what is that? I ain't going to let that bother me. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? My life was a mess. I don't know how messed up yours was. Mine's a mess. That's just before I got saved. It's been a mess after I got saved, 22, in 1980. But before that, it was a mess. And he got me out of that. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Have you ever just sit back and smiled at what he did? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. <laughs> Who satisfy thy mouth with good things. I've been eating, man, I've been overeating for <laughs> 65 years. And I mean, it's, it's like a few minutes ago, uh, Elizabeth gave me uh, uh, Riley. And I opened up his bag of gummy worms. And moms can hear that stuff because she's around the corner to copy her. And I'm in, the, in my office and I open this thing of gummy. It just goes, Shh, and she comes around, don't you give her one. I was like, how did you hear that, man? So I, 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 I'm going to eat them. I'm eating them. So I eat just this little piece off and stick it in Riley's mouth and 
stick the rest of them in my mouth. She comes in, and Raleigh's going, I got busted, man. <laughs> she fired me. She did all kinds of stuff. I don't know how she's going to do it, but Raleigh's having a great time, man. She's going to come back to me. She knows where the good stuff is. I already know where that's happening. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that the, thy youth is renewed like an eagle. You ever get tired and you want to get renewed? I'm telling you how to get renewed is him. There ain't nobody else but him. Nobody on this planet is going to renew you. And no matter how much stuff you do, it's not going to matter. It's going to. Go up to verse 11. He had not. Oh, verse 10. Go to 10. Uh, 103.10. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. You ever want to point your finger at somebody? He has not done to you or me what he should. And he could. And be perfectly right about it. He could have done stuff to me a long, long time ago and never allowed me to get where I'm at right now. He could have done that. He could have done it. And been 100% right. 100% right. 150% right. I would not ever be able to argue with him in this life, nor at the judgment seat of Christ. I sit on my back porch in 1980 and said, you're not at fault. I am. Up to 22. I'd have thought I messed it up so bad I'd never correct it. I messed it up. Not you. It's not your fault. I'm still lost. It isn't you. It's me, and I don't know what to do. He goes, I'll show you what to do, you idiot. And he showed me. Guess what? I got saved. Verse 11. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. You know what fear is? Fear isn't. Oh, no, that's not fear. It's like, I got this choice or this choice. I don't want to make you mad, so I don't do this. That's fear. That's the fear of the Lord. To me, that's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a joy, happiness. It's, it's a knowing the right thing to do and doing the right thing and not wanting to hurt you. He's already died on the cross for me once. And he rose from the grave. I, don't, I do it enough as it is. I don't want to do it on purpose to put more on him for what he's already done. But you know what? He's got enough grace that he's going to forgive me anyways. Well, when you get a hold of that, the devil says, look like, I say, yeah, I know, but he's got enough grace. He's going to forgive me anyways. I already know how he works. He's done it for 43 years. He's going to continue to do it. Then all of a sudden I say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. I even think that still, man. I know a lot of people who don't think that. They think, oh, God's done with me. He'll never use me again. I don't think like that. I still think, man, I still think about you. What a thing about that, man. Now, see, you think I'm crazy. I've been doing this for 43 years. This is all I know. I've watched him do crazy stuff for 43 years. As far as the east is from the west, you ever figured out how far east and west is? It's a long way, man. I mean, it's not just around a circle. Because if you go far enough east, you're going to start going west. East, west, something like that. North, south, all over. No, no, you throw the planet out of the way, man. You're thinking too small. Get out in space and say, I'm going to go. There. First of all, there ain't no east. I guess there is an east. There's a north. I uh, don't know where south would be if there's a north. It's pointing that way, so south would have to be this way. And if you just want to, for reference point, you're standing in the middle here, you say east and west that way. But it's like 100 billion light years that way and 100 billion light years that way. And it's supposed to be ever expanding. So it's as far as the east is the west. That's a long way. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Well, you know, when you ask him to forgive you, it's gone. It's gone. The problem is you don't ask. You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask him this. When I ask, I'm like, Lord, did you see that? Yep. You know I'm going to do it again, probably. Yep. But you're really worried about this time right here. Yep. Lord, I am sorry. Okay. <laughs> and it's gone. I don't plan to sin again. It just happens, man. 
The flesh is no good. But watch this. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. When I read over in Psalms, you don't have to go there. I'll go there. I'll be right back there in just a second. See, when I started reading my Bible, I had, I've had preachers actually try to talk me out of stuff, and I just ain't going to let them do it. I, I just don't like it. I saw Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. My son, if thou wilt receive. My son. I said, I'm his son. Well, I get over to John chapter 1, and verse 2 says, he's made us the sons of God. He made me a son. I'm a son. So that means I'm reading this thing, and Solomon's writing it to his son, but if it's the Holy Spirit wrote this thing, and then I can take this and apply it to me. My son, if thou wilt receive my words. I will, I will. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, hear the instruction. My son, attend unto... He goes on and on and on. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, man. Bless the Lord. You know what? He's prepared for me. Verse 14, 103.14. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. You ought to go read Job chapter 41 sometime with this verse in mind. He knows, he knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He knows your ups, ups, ups. You ought to read Psalm 139. You want another good one? Psalm 139 is a real good one for that. He, he has beset you behind him before, and he understands your thoughts far off. He knows everything about you. There's nothing that can be hid, and still loves you. Bless the Lord. I need to shut up, man. So go down to Psalm 104. I'll shut up right here. Maybe. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You know, what, you know what the psalmist is trying to tell us here? That you ought to be happy about your salvation. And no matter what happens during the day and it messes you all up, you need to strive to get that thing back on track, like Brother Tom was mentioning there. Strive to get that thing back on top, on track, so that you and the Lord have fellowship during out, throughout the day. The devil's going to try to get in there. Your candidate won't get in. Okay. Hey, man, you know, bless the Lord. Man, it's been a good last 43 years for me. And if I have to go through a couple years bad, okay, man, praise God, how long? But the last 43 have been pretty good. I got a stack of wood over my house that'll get me through. I can heat my house pretty much through. The, I might not have no electricity, but I got a generator that I can throw out there. I might not be able to have no gas in it. But I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm happy, man. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. O oh Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. That's him. I don't, he is so far above President Joe Biden and, and President Putin. And the Chinese guy, whoever he is, I don't, even, I don't even consider even thinking about the guy's name. I don't even care about the guy's name. Uh, he's so far above. And Prince Charles? Oh, King Charles. And we worry about what these guys even think? I got a God that cares more about me. I mean, out of all of this stuff that goes on, he doesn't come up and say, oh, Mike, what do you think? Oh, what do you think about what Biden did today? That isn't even on his radar screen. He could care less what goes on in our country. He could care less what went on at your job today. You know what he wants you to do is learn how to get through it. There's always going to be queers at your job. I don't care where you go to work. There's always going to be a Democrat somewhere if you're a Republican. There's going to be a Republican somewhere if you're a Democrat. There's going to be a Democrat or Republican to change the independent to irritate you more. Why are you letting it irritate you? Do you have a God? I do. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, who covers thyself. This is about him now. Who covers thyself with light as with a garment. Boy, he shines. You know when uh, Jesus was up on the side of the mountain with 
Peter, James, you got to cut them guys some slack, man. Moses and Elijah appears and he's transfigured and he's just all shiny. You got to cut him some slack. I mean, what would you do? Just place yourself in that. What would you do if you were with him? And you and John and James are walking up the side of the mountain fighting about who's going to be the first up at the top with Jesus. It's going to be me, Peter. I'm Peter. I'm the guy, the little rock. I'm the stone. John and James, yeah, but we already asked him for the right hand and left hand. He ain't going to give it to us. But he might give us the one on the other side of that. All the way up the side of the mountain. And then all of a sudden, boom, here drops Moses and Elijah right in front of them. And these guys hit the dirt. And they're all shiny and bright and everything else. That's God, man. That's God. That's, what, that's the way we're going to see him when we see him as he is. And, brother, when he, when he, I think initially he's going to have, like, mirrors down through the first part of the, the, the walkway when you walk into heaven. Because you're going to look over and say, who in the world is that? It's going to be you. But you, it's like, you look over here and you look that same moment. You're going to be like a woman, man. Got 47 mirrors around her where she can see every hair on the back of her head and everything all at one time. I don't know how they do that, uh, but they do it, man. I, I, I got Beth. I, I put in tri mirrors everywhere at the house, and every door's a mirror and everything else because I had all these girls. And I mean, they somehow, man, they see themselves all over the place. But that's the way it's going to be in heaven. You're going to look at yourself. You're, you're not going to believe. I, I still can't grasp that thing. Bless the Lord on myself. Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters? Now, watch this. Who maketh the clouds his chariots. I like that, man. I mean, chariots. Isaiah or Elijah. Elijah got to go. He brought a chariot of fire. He said, hey, Elijah, what do you want? Elijah said, I want twice what you got. He goes, you, you sure you can handle that? Yo, I can handle it, man. I can handle it. I'm Elijah. You're Elijah. I've been watching you for a long, long time. I can do it. I can do it. You sure? Yeah, watch. Whoa. Well, I'll tell you what. If you see me when I go up. You can have it. If you don't, it ain't going to happen. He's like, I can see him like this everywhere he went. He'd probably do this, blink this eye, and then do this, blink that eye, and do this, because he didn't want to miss nothing. And all of a sudden it happens, and here comes this chariot out of the sky, and it swoops down. We think we got 747s or F-14s or F-135s or whatever they are, man. They've been like this. God's chariot would go right on by the thing, man, just like it was nothing. And picks him up. Didn't even stop. Probably reached, the angel reached out and grabbed him. Looked like a comet leaving the ground. Gets in there. Up he goes. And Elijah's looking at that thing. And Whoa, check that out, man. And guess what he got? Twice what he had. By the way, Elijah just probably got a thousand times what he just had when he got there. But that's God. His chariots, man. I mean, you ever read Ezekiel chapter 1? Oh, it's crazy. It's just, it's, this is an insane book. This thing will change your life. Or you will let this world change your life. Something's going to change you. He goes on. Uh, he, goes, he goes, who walketh upon the wings of the wind. I, I, that's, that's somebody I want to follow. Who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flame of fire. Look, you can read Ezekiel chapter 1. Who laid the foundation of the earth that it should not be removed. Thou coverest it with the deep. That's not this planet, by the way. Thou coverest it with the deep uh, as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. That's Noah's flood. That, that did not come from here. You hear scientists, they'll say it. There's no way you could have that much water on this planet. You got it. The Bible tells you that. It came from somewhere else. We found water on 
a moon around Jupiter. Well, I would imagine that. I mean, if, if, the, if the entire universe is surrounded by a body of water, which I believe it was, or at least the, up top of it, it's got water now, uh, and he opened up all those windows up there, and he went, Poosh! it went, it just kind of flushed the whole universe. And, and sure, I believe Jupiter's got water on it. I believe Mars has got water on it, and I believe the Earth has got it, and probably Venus and, and all the rest of them do too, some degree, but it didn't come from here. And he goes, uh, he goes at that rebuke, they fled. They go away. He says, at the voice of thy thunder, they hasted away. They go up by the mountains. They go down in the valleys. Now he's just talking about the regular flows of the water. Uh, the place which thou hast founded for them, thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. He shut those windows in heaven. They won't come back. Brother, I'm telling you what, you know what you got? He says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. Above your pay grade. Tyler, this message above your pay grade. Jeremiah says, Lord told him, what is the wheat to the chaff? What is the chaff to the wheat? You know what? He's talking about prophets right there. There's false prophets that's going to say something. I'll be done here in just a second. He's got false prophets that are saying stuff that isn't happening. And the Lord says, Jeremiah, don't let it bother you. You just be faithful and do what I tell you to do. And he goes, guess what? I'll take care of all the rest. And you know what the Lord did? He took care of the rest. He told him. He said, Zedekiah, if you don't surrender to Nebuchadnezzar, you're going to die. You know what that does? That place a choice right back into our lap. Well, whatever the Lord does, that's what, no, 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 no. The Lord reveals to you what he wants. Then you do, you make a choice. And you make the right choice, and it'll be good. You make the wrong choice. You know what Zedekiah had to do? He did go into captivity. He had to watch his kids get killed before his eyes. And then he put his eyeballs out. That was his choice. Let me ask you a question. What's your choice tonight? I would just rather be like this, the psalm of day, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. <laughs> I would just like to look at the small things. Lord, some of these things are way above my pay grade. I'm not in Washington, D.C. I don't know what's going on in the White House. I really care less what's going on in Congress. I'm not even interested in any of that stuff. I only know really what's like in front of me right now, and this is the stuff I've got right here in front of me that i got to take care of. These are the things right here. I don't care what happens in America. I love America. I just don't really care what happens here. I care what the Lord has right in front of me. Because what the devil will do will get you wrapped up in so much other stuff out here, you'll miss the blessings of thanking him for what you... Shelly back there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, her and, and Brother Rich. Mr. and Mrs. Miller. I was sitting there talking to him the other day. Now, I've got enough coffee to give you. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I've got enough coffee to get me through the millennium. As a matter of fact, I bought some more today. I got some, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an addicted coffee. I'm a coffeeholic. But anyways, I brought, I saw in the rich one day, and they brought some black rifle coffee, you know, the manly stuff, dark. And he goes, we can only have it on. I felt bad, man. I was feeling real bad. I mean, he's telling me that I got, like, my basement, you, I have to clean my basement out with just the coffee. It's in there, man. I can't. Beth is complaining to me all the time. She's threatening to divorce me because of how much coffee we got. I got every kind of coffee you want, man. But he saw me at this bag, and I'm like, oh, God. I said, I got 14 different types of coffee pots. I got this. I got that. I got this. I got, I got. He thought, I said, brother, I said, I said, Beth, bring a case. <laughs> so she brings a case of, of Starbucks coffee. I buy it by the case, six bags, and I give it to Brother Rich. I'm still in the conviction. I'm like, man, you get between a man and his coffee, that's like, that's like, that's like the tribulation. 
I said, we got to do something about this, man. got to do something about this. So I go home, and I, and I got, I got I'm, I'm a maniac, man. I got 14 different coffee grinders. I got everything at the house, man. I, I just, I keep getting this stuff. I don't know why. I just, it's in my blood to have spares for everything. And so I get another case of, of beans, coffee beans, and bring them. And you know what? They're sitting there smiling and laughing and, and praising the Lord because they, it's just coffee. And I'm sitting there going, look, but it's not, that's just, it's like dark roast, man. It's, <clears throat> I'm like, I want to go get a cup right now. But, but I'm telling you, man, it's just like, you sit there and say, Lord, he goes, he blesses you over here. And you get to, and you see the smile on their face. And Miss Shelley back here, I said, it's a good, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, I mean, she makes me want to go get another cup. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, like-minded, man. I said, you know, you sit there and look at all this stuff and say, Lord, it's the simple things. It's the simple things in life. It's, it doesn't have to be big. It could be something small, little dinky thing, man. And, and you get joy out of that. That's where the joy is in the moment. I like John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, where it says that your joy may be full. Why? He wants your fellowship. You get your sins out of the way so you can have joy. It has nothing to do with salvation. It has to do with happiness and joy. You know why some of you have issues? You got things you won't take care of. The Lord's give you a way to do it. He's been there since the beginning, and he wants us where he's at. He's opened the door, John chapter 10. I am the door. He's done open the thing. And he's given you the precious blood of Jesus Christ to give you the added ingredient to get through the thing. Once you get through it, he's given you another way over in 1 John chapter. He says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That your joy may be full. You know what he wants you to have is joy. He wants you to be happy. Brother, Brother Tom said it tonight. He wants you to be happy, man. To go around this world like... Rich was happy with his little thing of coffee, man. And he was looking for, I done messed him up, man. Now I don't have to wait till the weekend. Unless he saved that little bag for the weekend and drinks all the other stuff. And then the weekend has the black rifle. I mean, I don't know. That was a, that was a commercial. Was that a commercial? That might have been a commercial for that coffee. But I'm telling I've never really had black rifle. I heard it's really good, though. Maybe, maybe you can give me a cup. But <laughs> no, Beth is like, no, no more coffee, please. No more. Brother, I'm telling you what, you know what it is? The Bible says, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. When, when, David, when the Lord says right here, I started this thing, he says, what is the wheat? I want to read that exactly. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? It's nothing, brother. Don't let this world get you. Don't let it get you. When it does, realize it got you for a second, or it's playing in your head, and just cast that thing out, bringing all your thoughts into captivity. Get rid of those things, man. I said, no, Lord, bless the Lord, man. You gave me some good stuff. You gave me a wife, gave me some kids, gave me a house, gave me a whole basement full of coffee. I mean, gave me all kinds of stuff. I got more stuff than I can shake a stick. I got more stuff than I need. I can't even tell you how much stuff. You know what it is? We need to bless the Lord. You need to bless the Lord. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this in prayer right here. I'm not, we're not even going to have prayer tonight. Uh, if, you, if you want somebody to pray for something for you, with you, then grab somebody and say, hey, let's pray. But I'm going to end up praying. You know what we need to do? You need to just thank God for what you got. You got more stuff than anybody on this planet has ever had in history. I've got everything that gets get me through, and I'm worried about losing. No, man, I got Jesus Christ. I got eternal life, man. The, you know this world, they're going to lose it all, and at Revelation 21, they, theirs stops. Mine just starts right there, man. I go on and on and on and on and on and on for all eternity. It'll never stop. I can't, that's, I, that boggles my mind. 
I'm like, Lord, you got to give me another body to see this thing. You say, do you really believe that? You bet I do. I was like this. I had a friend one time. He walked through the back door and he looked at me. I do have friends, by the way. He said, you haven't changed a bit. I was on a ship with him one time, a long, long time ago. If y'all didn't know, I was in the Navy. And he goes, you are just like you were on a ship, except fatter. I'm like, well, thanks a lot, brother. That was a compliment. I'm like, yeah, man, I haven't changed. I may have got a little bit more information, but it's still the same Jesus. And he still loves me. And brother, you can put up with anything, but they're going to have to put up with you. That's the key. See, look at a smile, man. He got a smile on his face. All you have to do is walk around and don't do what they do. All you got to do is say, amen. Amazing grace. Or the old rugged cross. Or sing something as you're going down the hallway, man. Uh, how firm a fan. What are you singing? I'm singing something that you ain't singing. You want to sing what you want? You know what I did? I'll tell you what. I learned this. I'd, I got on a ship, and they had filth all over that ship. And I said, look, I, could take, I was the boss. I said, I can make them get rid of their filth. I can make them get rid of it. The Lord said, what are you going to do about that? They'll just take it somewhere else. I said, yeah, you're right. I said, what could I do? What could I do? I said, hey, here's the deal, man. I said, guys, if I walk in E.T. shop and you're filth, I mean, it was filth. Some of the magazines we have in this country would look like comic books compared to what they were looking at. And I'm sitting there going, you know, some of y'all couldn't handle this. I'm sitting there, guys, I'll tell you what this deal you got your book out, and if you're not in this room and I walk in here, that thing's going overside. I said, however, comma. My desk is right out here. You walk in the door, and if I got my Bible sitting on top of my desk just like that, and I'm not in this room, you can throw my Bible overside. I said, we all got to work in the same room together, and I said, we need to work together. And I'm not going to stop any one of y'all from having the filth that you I told them it was. They would cuss. Every other word started with F. Every other word. Every word. Blankety blank. I never knew that adjective existed in that many contexts in my life. <laughs> I would sit there and listen to them, man. I, I didn't cuss. I, I, I don't know if I ever cussed like that. But they cuss like sailors. I said, if y'all shut your mouth and take that one word out of your vocabulary, the one word, you wouldn't be able to talk. Blankety blank, we would. <laughs> so then they started thinking. It was quiet in there for about a week. They had to restructure their entire mind to think. Every one of them got saved. I still had my Bible when I left. And I put it up when I got done reading it in my room, in my office. All the filth went out of the room. I would come into office one day, and I felt sorry, man. I had this Jehovah's Witness in there. And they had this guy up against the wall, man. He was like this. And I mean, the, the ETs. I mean, they were eating his lunch. You wicked devil, you're going to hell, man. I said, God, stop it, man. I said, he's working. He's an OS. Forgive him, man. He doesn't, know what it, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just an OS, man. I said, you got to cut him some slack. But he's working. You got to let him. I had to stop him. They used to call us the God Squad. Now, they were cutting us down. That was a compliment. To me, it was. You know what that was? What is the chaff to the wheat? Don't worry about what you see out on this planet. Mike, you want to be an ET? Just be an ET. Fix something. I'll show you how to fix it. Don't worry about it. I can make you better than them. But I have to be everything to you. You got that? I said, yeah. You know what I did? I tried to make him everything to me. And guess what? He started showing me stuff. And you need to do this and do this and do this. I didn't have enough time in the day to do everything. 
You do not have enough time in the day to take care of everything you need to take care of. If you did, you'd be working from sunup to sundown, and you'd be working before you went to bed. And you'd go to bed, and you'd say, if you took care of what you should. Kids, mom should never tell you to clean your room up. You know why I know that? Because my kids, I got a wife who keeps our house clean, pretty clean. I mess it up. She cleans it, but I pay her for it. <laughs> she, she gives everything I got. So, I mean, it's, it's only fair. I mean, I got to make the money, and she does that. It's like a trade-off. It's a trade-off there. But kids, you, you are given a room. You're given a place to stay. Are you appreciative of it? Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Lord, I'm sure in this room tonight there's a lot of prayers that could go up. Lord needs. Lord, I think of uh, Brother Paul, just Philpot, a few of them. Uh, got Brother Mike down in Florida, Lord. He's going to be traveling back tomorrow. I just pray that you get him here safely. Lord, but there's so many other prayer requests. Miss Betty, uh, she's getting up in age. My mom, Lord, I mean, one right after the other, there's, there's a ton of them. Lord, I don't mean to make light of any of our prayer requests tonight, but tonight, Lord, I just want to thank you uh, for what you've given us, Lord. Uh, you have given so much, Lord. I mean, I can't even, 63 years, I can't even believe what you've done in my little life in 63 years. 65 now, and Lord, I've watched you, 43 years, I've watched you do some of the craziest things, and Lord, I'm just, I'm still excited about going to heaven. I want to thank you for the excitement still being there. Lord, I know it's not always there. Like Brother Tom said, sometimes the devil gets in there and tries to stop us, Lord. But, uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd, you'd make the, the relationship between us what it should be. Lord, if there's someone in this room tonight that doesn't have that relationship, I'd help you. I pray that you'd help them establish it. Lord, we could let the world in, let, let the world get around us and cause some problems here and there and, and just take us down. And, and, Lord, we can't see the future. Lord, I remember when I was 22, I couldn't see being 65. I uh, never thought anything would be there, Lord, and here I am, 65, and there's more stuff here than I ever thought that I'd ever see at 22. Uh, Lord, but, uh, that, and that, that's many, many years, 40, 43, 43 years down the road, uh, Lord, and uh, I know being 22, you can't see it. Lord, being 16, you can't see it. Being 20, you can't see it. Uh, but, Lord, it's still there, and you're still the master of the universe, and you're still the king of kings and lord of lords. And, and Lord, you can make anything happen. And we'd like that runners, Lord, all we have to do is run the race that you put us in, Lord. We're not all the same. We're not all going to be the same. There's no possible way we could be the same. But, Lord, you know what each and every one of us do, and you've told us to do some. Help us to be faithful, Lord, in what you've told us to be. Lord, the prayer request tonight, I pray that we'd be faithful to pray for those prayers that you put on our heart. Uh, Lord, if somebody has a prayer request in here, I, I pray that they'd pray that prayer, Lord, to you tonight. And, Lord, they'd lift it up to you personally, between you and them. Uh, Lord, you said, come boldly unto the throne of grace. I pray that you'd give us boldness. Uh, Lord, we all could use some more boldness, Lord, in our lives. But, Lord, help us to never forget to say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Lord, uh, you deserve the blessings, Lord. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. You deserve the praise and the worship. Uh, Lord, what you've done for us uh, cannot even be compared until we get to heaven. And then, Lord, uh, the saints, Old Testament saints, they're, they're marveling. They'll marvel, Lord, at what we have. Uh, and, Lord, everybody else, the angels are looking down out of heaven. They're marveling at what you gave us, Lord, uh, in this church age. Uh, thank you for letting us be here tonight. Thank you for the Bible, Lord. Thank you for my brother, Jeremiah, uh, Lord. And I know he's in heaven right now enjoying uh, everything going on. And, Lord, one day I'll get to meet him face to face. But, Lord, thank you for a book and thank you for putting him through what he went through so that we could have uh, the writings that he wrote, Lord, uh, and you could show us how much you loved him and how much you love us. Lord, bless us as we go our separate ways tonight. Lord, for the rest of this week, bless us. Bless the meeting going on up at Brother Reagan's church, Lord, I know Brother Reagan's going through some things, and Lord, his family, bless his daughter, Father, and, and her wife, his wife, and 
and the family, Lord, I know it's uh, really rough when you go through some of those things. Lord, it scares you, uh, Lord, uh, but uh, just be there with them. Uh, never, you said you'd never leave us or forsake us, Lord, so be right there with them. Bless our meeting. And, Father, again, praise. Uh, thank you for letting us come tonight. Thank you for the church. Thank you for everything we have. And, Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. amen.